0: Uh Oh. to another episode of the final horse tear. i'm tim and with me as always are the best people on the planet anonymous alex and jenna how are y'all
1: fantastic
0: yeah did you yeah. like that title jenna i i like I, that title
1: you know i thought it needed some work i, I think oh. you could <laughs> have workshopped
0: it a little Ooh.
1: Yeah. Steal my shit, motherfucker. I'll tear it down. I'll burn this shit to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. She
0: it's, 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 it's just came up with a better name than my garbage, so I stole it. It's fine. That's <laughs> how it works. It's cool. So we read the fourth Saddle Club book before I stole Jenna's <laughs> title?
2: You can't confirm that we read the book before you stole the title.
0: That's true. I, I can. Well, they because can't. I literally just did that, like right before the episode yeah, started. Yeah, but Tim,
1: until you admitted to it, they had no idea. They had no I idea. Mean, that's true. That's ruining true. the
2: mystique
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: of this show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People think that we put thought into this, Tim. T H O T. Well, yeah, we do put thoughts into it. <laughs>
0: So what was the title of the fourth Saddle Club book, Alex? Horsepower <laughs> <laughs> What happened in horsepower, Alex? Hold on. How did we not save our truck month jokes oh, for the horsepower seriously.
1: episode? God we fucking burned damn it. Them all last. We ruined it. Mm.
0: We ruined it. You know what? What's the fifth book titled? Because I'm gonna save my jokes. No, I'm gonna save my save.
2: Okay, Tim, save nothing. Save all your jokes. Don't make a single joke this episode. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so it'll be like every other episode. Shut up! (laughs) The most untrue thing I've ever heard. All right, what's the recap?
2: Apologies in advance because I can't stop. The Gymkhana is three weeks from today. This chapter was just here to tell us that this event is three weeks away, and the girls are excited. Stage set, good. Good. Moving on. Carol is going on a picnic with some family friends from the military. In a fortuitous turn of events, the daughter that her dad was so excited to introduce her to is Kate Devine. This means nothing to us right now, but eventually this will be important. Uh, at first, there's just like, oh, yay, picnic. And then Carol takes her to the barn and Carol splains horses and then they drop her off and Carol's dad's like, yeah, like you mu- you guys must have talked so much. And Carol's like, yeah, I talked so much. And he was like, you guys must have talked together so much about horses. And Carol was like, yes, I did. And that's when she puts it together. Catherine Devine, the championship youth rider. Carol feels like an idiot. Fortunately, there's no possible way to communicate with Kate before a week or so passes because telephones haven't been invented in this world. So Carol can really stew in her idiocy. At the same time, Stevie's life is ending because her brother's joining the summer riding program and he is terrible and a brother She has no idea what angle he's taking here, but she doesn't trust it. Alas, there's nothing she can say to her parents to prevent it and this is basically forgotten as anything but a way to guilt trip her mom into letting her go to Carol's because she is invited for a sleepover that ends with Kate showing up. That's right, already we're back to Kate coming over, I don't know. And I don't understand why Stevie's mom would feel guilty but like, hey, I don't have kids so maybe it's like the joy of motherhood or something. When it comes time for Stevie's brother Chad to finally ride, of course Max assigns them to like help him, teach him, I don't know, show him what to do with a horse. Uh, Chad does not give a
0: single shit.
2: Uh, And this is where we find out that Chad's real game is he has a crush on Lisa. Lisa only suspects this at first, but in what was built up to be the controversy of the entire book and then resolved three pages later, Carol also figured it out and it's totally fine. On to bigger issues. And by bigger issues, we mean Kate's problems. Sleepover day comes, and it is full of silly hairstyles, bad movies, popcorn, sleeping bags, whatever humans normally do with these things. The following morning... Kate arrives, and Carol rushes out to apologize. Kate apologizes. We all apologize. Apologies all around. Kate meets a saddle club, and they're like, hey, we're besties. Carol once again forces Kate into a situation that all of her body and tonal language says she doesn't want to be in as they go to Pine Hollow. They give her the grand tour, culminating in watching Samson totter around on his little leggies. Stevie and Lisa ditch Carol and Kate so they can have a heart-to-heart. We know that Kate doesn't love writing anymore. And Carol loses her fucking shit and was like, I'm going to fix you because you are clearly broken and something is horribly wrong with you. Chad then asked Lisa out on a date. I'm sorry this was an abrupt change of subject. It's because no one cares. Like, even in the book, it isn't a big deal. Whatever Max asked him to help what uh, Chad with he's there a day or two or three later. It literally, it doesn't fucking matter. Like literally the next day, Chad and Lisa are going on this date and Chad's like, Hey, come see the mummy part six. And even if Carol was interested in it, clearly she's like, she hasn't seen parts one through five. So like maybe choose a different movie. I don't know. Anyways, Lisa tries to hide it, but it, he, Chad says it the next day, and they're like, okay, literally no one cares. Again, no one fucking cares that they're going on this date. It's, it, they keep building this up, and then it leads to nothing. Okay, sorry. Bringing it back. Uh, it's the worst date ever. Lisa decides it doesn't even count as her first date because it was so bad. So again, it didn't fucking matter. <sighs> okay. I'm chilling? I'm chilling. Chad's going to quit riding. Lisa's like, you can't. Because the teams for the Gymkhana are chosen, and you are on the team with the Saddle Club, and we will get DQ'd from Gymkhana because the teams are established. They go on their separate ways, and he's like, all right, it's fine. I won't leave you guys. They split up. Following day, back at the stables, Lisa relays the story to the girls and gives Carol an idea. She's going to force Kate to volunteer for Gymkhana, and then Kate will understand that she loves horses, and she was wrong the whole time. Time skip. Carol's on the phone with Kate, manipulating her just like Snowball, pretending she needs horse help, but then all the while gilding her into volunteering. It works. Time skip again. It's the weekend of Gymkhana, and at the event, yada yada, info dump about Dosage. Then it's time. The games are afoot. Day one, playing rings on the crop, passing it. Costume contest, chain race, squirt gun contest. All very dramatic descriptions, but the Saddle Club won. That's all we really care about because Veronica tried to be a dirty fucking cheater and she squirted her gun, missed the target, rode away, and Kate fucking called her the fuck out. So they disqualified them. They're like, you suck, Veronica. No one loves you. Saddle Clubs win. Day two, they lost. So there's literally almost zero description in the book of what happened on day two. All right, but there is ice cream. This is where Kate is finally ready to admit that she just hates the lifestyle man and her attitude was shitty. She doesn't like who she was when she was competitive. But Carol, Stevie, and Lisa are here to wheedle out of her that she still might want to ride a horse someday. Chad then reveals he has broken his wrist falling off a horse. Okay, it's sprained, but still it's dramatic and swollen, so Kate's like, I'll ride with you guys tomorrow and save the day. And Stevie argues her bullshit argument that it's allowed because Max only specified Pine Hollow's newest rider, so she rides at Pine Hollow. She is technically the newest rider. Okay, Stevie. Max is like, you dumb piece of shit. You know I'm at Chad, but Kate's just a handicap instead of a DQ. And Max is like, okay, no stirps in musical chairs. Your starting line's 10 feet further away. That's, That's it. That's the whole handicap. And they're like, you sure know how to do it, Mr. Max. And he's like, yeah, I'm a real dastardly fellow. Anyways, musical chairs, no problem. Stirps are actually in the way of getting off your horse. Which is true. Uh, they still got a second because Ronico yanked the chair out from under Lisa. Lisa didn't realize that meant that you get to start punching because she's a child and an idiot, so she just let it happen. Then it was charades. Uh, horses were involved barely. Uh, it was just charades. They did fine. Balloon popping happened. No one took it upon themselves to act like they were jousting, so this was a very unrealistic scene to me. Took me out of the narrative. Did not like it. Finally, egg and spoon race. Lisa was first. She got the egg. Immediately broke it, of course. Got another. Walked it to Stevie. Stevie walked it back. Dropped it in the bucket. Splattered it over all the other eggs. She raced back. Gave Carol the spoon. Carol races there. Tries to grab an egg, but can't because it's slick with album and mess. And then eventually, she perseveres, gets this egg, and in what she thought no one could pull off, they pulled off. They got to a trot with this egg and didn't drop it. Then she passes the egg to Kate, who also pulled off trotting with the egg and didn't drop it. It's fine. Veronica was keeping up with them, and she got almost to the end and one, but then she dropped the egg. Meaning the Saddle Club wins, they celebrate with a pool party, they get ribbons, and then Kate's like, By the way, I'm moving away! And to a dude ranch, everyone's invited to visit, and that's the end of the book. Hell yeah.
0: So this is, I know I keep saying this, but this is my favorite Saddle Club book so far. Okay, and it's because uh then Carol and Stevie go to the ice cream shop and Carol tells Stevie that Chad has a crush on Lisa and Stevie is gonna intercede and Carol says to leave it alone And I was like that's the note. that's the note that I expected to write when I started reading Saddle Club. this is what I this is what I expected out of the book and then a Jim Connor at the end like this is... This is what I would, thought I was getting into.
2: I'm glad we've met your expectations finally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, if you had asked me what would happen, I would say that Chad is going to have a crush on Lisa. I mean, the names would have been wrong. That, I don't that, think I they would screwed. have. <laughs>
1: <Mm-mm>.
2: <laughs> what does it say that the one series where we don't make predictions ever were the ones that you just nailed?
0: Yeah. 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 I don't even know that I would call it nailing predictions, it's just it feels like the story that you would expect if you walked past the horse girl book section and saw a book series called Saddle Club. You'd be like, yep. Yeah, that's what I was in for. Fair and true. Did y'all like it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that nobody talks like a child in this book, and that is weird to me.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's exactly what I said. And I got the same thing after the first couple of pages here.
2: Yeah. Especially like Carol and her dad have a very like adult daughter with their dad relationship where it's like much more like comfortable with each other and jokey than like you really think for.
1: You don't get there without years of fucking strife. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen. You have to cuss each other out at least 15 times before you're at this place.
0: Is that why I can't talk to people like an adult? Because you need to cuss him out first. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what's holding. Me maybe back? it's
1: because you haven't cussed your dad out enough.
0: There is nobody on this planet that could ever find a reason to cuss my dad out. Oh, yeah, that's precious. My dad's like, "What about
1: for science?" The
0: chillest dude. Oh,
1: for science.
0: Yeah, even still, you'd probably feel immediately bad for having done it.
1: Oh yeah, that wasn't you. So in general, when you do cuss your dad out, um, unless you have. My dad. Um, you do feel bad after.
0: I can imagine that. No, it just it wouldn't come up. Nice. Yeah. It just it just Look wouldn't at, come up in casual it conversation. Wouldn't, it wouldn't come up.
1: Look at Tim with his healthy father-son relationship. It's, yeah,
0: yeah, that's it's wild. nice. You love to see it, honestly. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, my dad was always pretty cool. There's not a lot of drama there. There's not a lot of story. <laughs> like there's just not. <laughs> Like, me telling my story about me and my dad, I'm like, oh, yeah, I always got along pretty good. He'd tell me when I was being dumb, but he'd be pretty reasonable about it. And then, like, everybody else is like, well, fuck you, then, for having, you know, an easy childhood. I'm like, I oh, don't.
1: <laughs> no, no. I didn't. Not I fuck didn't you. you. That's great. Uh, Knowing yeah, that somebody yeah. out there can? No. Fucking A.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I it's love It's wild.
1: My brain cannot conceive of it. <laughs> but I'm happy it's out there.
0: I'm gonna have to start making up stories. It's not an interesting <laughs> podcast. Listening to me talk about my my history.
2: Maybe you can like specialize in one of those podcasts that's like the super chill. Listen to this as you go to sleep kind of stories. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's the nicest way anybody has ever called me boring in my life.
2: It's not that's boring. Not it's boring. the white <laughs> headspace to maybe, nap.
0: Yeah, maybe people can go to sleep listening to you. Maybe that's maybe that's they your place.
2: They Tom Hiddleston for
1: that. Yeah. Wait, uh, then, is, I, that, yeah. is that really a thing? Yeah, you read sleep stories.
0: Wait, there's sleep stories?
1: I know for a fact that we have... T- a, what? Yes. B, I know that we have talked about this before on this
0: show. I don't remember this. Tom Hiddleston's sleep stories? I don't understand how a story would...
2: Because it's not like a, oh, and then the princess went to a magical lands and she took over a dragon and they went to the... It's like he's literally like, and you're riding a train into the mist in the Scottish yeah. countryside. I would not mm.
0: like that.
1: Soothing.
0: I'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. It
1: has to be like the right level of like interesting too. It can't be boring because then you're like, fuck this, turn it off. I can't even. I'm Now yeah. I'm thinking about right. everything else. But it can't be exciting either, because then you're like, fuck, this is so good. I don't want to turn it off.
2: Did you show up to Horse Girls recording in a visor shirt? I and- did.
0: No, I did it. Well, yes.
2: Nice. <laughs> I thought you were ramping up to something, and then you said yes and sat quietly.
1: How about them mummies, huh?
0: I would go see Revenge of the Mummy Part 6. And I would go see Revenge of the Mummy Part 6 without having seen the first five.
1: I feel like it'd probably be better that way.
0: But you know what? Okay, this is part of the thing that that was in your recap, okay? And this is the part where I'm going to have to dispute you, all right? Because you said, maybe pick a better movie. And I'm like, no, Chad. Chad, no. No. No, Chad. You go see the movie that you want to see, Chad. And you know what? If Lisa doesn't like the movie that Chad wants to go see, then good. You know what? Good. We've reached a good resolution here. Whoa. Chad? Did we Chad? reach a resolution? What yes, a weird absolutely. stance! <laughs> Why is that a weird stance? Lisa doesn't like the movie? Chad likes the movie? Good. We we're 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 not movie compatible. We've discovered that now. Whereas if he'd have gone and seen something like, I don't know, the devil wears Prada. He'd have just been That's suffering the whole time. a great fucking
2: movie. He wouldn't be suffering. Are you kidding me? Have just, you seen? I'm sorry. Have you seen the performances in that movie, Tim?
0: I have not. I have not seen that movie. It's a great fucking movie, Tim. You know why? Because I'm not going to sacrifice my movie going goals just it's, for... The reason. Devil Wears Prada
2: isn't sacrificing, Tim. <laughs> you would I, be it may glad be great. to see The Devil Wears Prada.
0: I might be. Maybe Chad won't be.
2: Okay, but here's the thing. What I meant when I said maybe pick a better movie is pick, like, she hasn't seen parts one through five and she also wasn't interested in that. Do you think you could come to a middle ground? Because maybe they are movie compatible in certain ways. Yeah.
1: Like, you don't have to like all of the same movies.
0: I just felt like your your energy was attacking Chad. It was. (laughs) And I'm like, I, I feel like maybe Chad's not the villain here. That's all I'm saying.
2: Listen, Chad's not the villain. No. I'm just did you hear how
0: ex- did you hear how excited he was? Did you hear how excited? All he did I for did. like four pages was talk about parts one through five to get her all caught listen,
2: up. Listen, I listen, Tim. Listen, it's not his excitement level, which was endearing. It actually, I'll tell you, it, deep down in my brain, his excitement level as he was talking about one through five, I thought, wow, like this sounds like Austin getting excited about something. Right. I found it very endearing. <laughs> right. <laughs> The part that I had a problem with was when she hadn't seen parts one through five, he was making no effort to be like, would you like to?
0: Do you really think that a movie called Revenge of the Mummy (laughs) part six requires some sort of like understanding other than the fact that like, hey, there's mummies for parts one through five. Like you got it. Do I think that? Do I think that? I'm sure that Revenge of the Mummy part six is not going to win best screenplay.
2: Okay, listen, Lisa's lived a sheltered life, okay? She's not like me. She can't go to a movie and be like, listen, I've seen this trope 800 times. I can piece together what the fuck happened.
0: Now I know you're just talking right out of your ass because you're like, she's not like me. She can't just go to a movie. As if you've ever seen a movie. I've (laughs) seen (laughs) The Devil Wears Piranha, Tim. All right. (laughs) That's one of the four. The other three (laughs) being the Jurassic Park movies.
2: I've also seen Free Willy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it should bother you that you're having to make this argument one movie at a time
2: maybe maybe Lisa's seen <laughs> less movies than me did
0: or no 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 maybe maybe i guess i don't have anything to back that up i was gonna try yeah, the and only thing we back. know is that
1: she's seen king kong yeah she
2: has seen king kong
0: no she hasn't she, she has. has they watched in it in the, the, book. the first yeah that was carol They were, were it it was a sleepover. It was a sleepover. Yeah, you don't know that she watched it.
2: I don't know that Carol watched it either by your logic.
0: Carol's seen it a bunch of times. She had to check with dad and make sure it was okay that she didn't watch it again. Carol's dad's seen it a bunch of times. Nobody, nobody, and there's no way, by the way, there's no way that like these like 12 year old kids are like, "Hmm, let's watch the original King Kong.
1: Oh no! And wait, I'm not no, buying wait, that. Wait, now hold I'm on.
0: Not buying that.
1: I, uh, mm, I, see, I'm I'm nope, fighting nope, now because stop. absolutely nope.
0: do not do not even remotely try to use yourself as the example, Jenna.
1: Why not, Tim?
0: Because you know what? I, I was yeah. once
1: a 12 year old girl.
0: Also, Tim. At no point would I ever refer to you as the average, any age, person. You know what? Oh, oh! That sounds like I have a point. That's what that sounds like. Fine.
1: <laughs> Got him. He feels pretty stupid now, right? Yeah, you win. How do you like that? You showed me. Do you feel good about it? Yes. I know. I know you too. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and honestly,
0: you should. Yeah. Yeah. This is victory. Victory. I gotta take them where they come. But no, I, I, that's the, that has easily been one of the things that stands out the most to me. Like this whole book series, when they have something and it's a thing and you've never experienced anything before, it's been really good about explaining it. I've said that since the beginning and I stand by yeah. that. These are not children. These are not written no. like children. The dialogue between each other is not written like children. The dialogue between them and adults is not written like children. Every now and then you'll get something where it sneaks in. But even when they're doing kids shit, it doesn't sound like kid shit. Like when they're cleaning the horse tack, and they're yeah. talking to Mrs. Yeah. Is it Reg? Reg yeah. or is it Reg?
2: I said I say Reg.
0: Reg? Oh, because I say reg, reg, like Regency,
1: Re- right? Regnery. Yeah, I thought.
0: I, I, yeah, I thought it was closer to what Jenna said. I, I'm not exactly sure, but either way, when they're talking to her, it's like even when you're being like kind of like I don't want to be cleaning tack. I want to be hanging out. You don't sound like a kid saying it. You know, you're saying the right things in the wrong way. They
1: sound like like late teens, early 20s when you like think that you're an adult. So you Mm -hmm. try and speak like you're an adult, but it just doesn't sound right yet.
0: Yeah. That's me now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maybe one day I'll grow out of that (laughs) face. Never.
1: Don't do it. Never do it.
2: So did you guys happen to catch her buck wild other shit she's worked on at the end of this book?
1: No, what? Can
2: let me read a little. I'm going to read it to you.
0: Who's um, she?
2: Bonnie Bryant? Oh, the author? The,
0: the author? No, yeah, I didn't see this.
2: Okay, just I'll read the first paragraph. Bonnie Bryant is the author of more than 60 books for young readers, including novelizations of movie hits such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Honey I Shrunk the Kids, written under her married name, BB Hiller. What?
0: I yeah. want to read I want to read t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Right? Isn't that wild? Yes. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That is insane. It It's absolutely insane.
0: This page is not in my my copy of the book. <laughs> I'll
2: show you. It's my About the Author on the last page.
0: Yeah, the About the Author is different for me. Yeah. It says, Bonnie Bryant is the author of nearly 100 books about horses, including the Saddle Club series, the Saddle Club Super Editions, and the Ponytail series.
2: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, in mine yeah. it's talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Honey I Shrunk the Kids.
1: We got Bonnie Bryan abridged.
0: Yeah, we did.
2: <laughs> Bonnie
0: abridged it. Am I right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, there's something fun to me about the idea of like it, it's it's the normal route to write a book and then that book get turned into a movie. But I really like the idea of the movie getting turned back into a book or first time getting turned into a book. I don't think I read enough of those. I want to read more movie movie novelizations.
2: Yeah, I want to be the guy that walks into the bar and I guess bookstore, not bar. I don't. I just <laughs> default to bars being the only place I'd be walking into the book bar. Yeah, the book bar. I'm gonna walk in and be like, the movie was so much better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh my god! Do. We need to pick. Uh, the only problem is, is, we're gonna have to pick a movie that Alex has seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Free Willy, <laughs> Jurassic Park. I listen. I've also read Jurassic Park. We can't do that. one. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I don't.
0: I I for some reason I'm under the impression that Jurassic Park at no point got a novelization of the movie. <laughs> I feel like people were like, Crichton already did that one. <laughs> it's already there for us. Yeah. We don't have to redo it again. Can you what, imagine, though? I do have the novelization of Willow Ooh, floating around here, so that might be a good yeah. one. We could make Alex watch Willow. I've seen Willow. She,
1: I've legitimately seen Willow. I know
0: there was a bit with this, and I've forgotten which way I was going to go with it. It's hey, just, Tim, did you
1: know that there's a novelization of RoboCop? Sorry. Keep going. The movie was better.
0: Probably. Just, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I just wanted to be that person. Yeah. I'd read
0: RoboCop the book. Yeah. Are you specifically looking up Peter Weller's? No. <laughs> Is it? Because I, I feel like that was a a theme from Botched Films. <laughs>
1: yeah. God, that movie was terrible. Okay, anyway.
0: <laughs> Ugh. I want the novelization of RoboCop 3.
1: Um. Good news, there's the novelization of RoboCop 2, so.
0: Is there really?
1: Chances are good.
0: Yeah. It could be there. out there. You know what movie I want to see a novelization of? Free Willy. Gremlins Two. If there was a novelization, be really of...
1: fucking good. Actually, I'm saying, genuinely I'm saying.
0: Huh? Hold on, wait. Was Tremors a book before a movie?
2: Is there a Tremors book? I don't know. Oh
0: God! I don't know. I'd read a Tremors book in a heartbeat. I was gonna sing the song that Casey and Alex Google and things.
2: Googling stuff with Casey and Alex, but this time we're Googling stuff
0: with
1: Tim and Jenna. (laughs) Hey, Tim, Gremlins 2, the novelization.
0: Oh, I am in. I am here for that. It's on thrift thrift books. I am going to load up on some thrift books.
1: (laughs) Going to go hard
2: in the paint at thrift books.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to sound cool with that one. I went to thrift books and fucked that shit up.
2: <laughs> I went and I fucking raged at thrift books. It was a
1: wild night. <laughs> now, hang on. This is, No, they have lied to me. It says novelization and then it's a, it's a movie. It's the movie. Now, why have they done this to me?
0: It's just Tom Hiddleston reading you the movie.
1: I'm okay with that, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would listen to that.
1: Yeah.
2: And then they fed it after midnight.
1: Multiply. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm off on the Yeah, okay We have to stop Because I'm just going to sit here and Google Movie novelizations I'll just start singing the song again
0: (laughs) There's got to be You know what? There has got to be somebody And if anybody hears this and knows the answer to this Like seriously At Remo Beware on Twitter Let me know There's got to be a podcast Of people that just read movie novelizations There's got to be Uh, you know what? Sign me up. I wanna mm-hmm. be on your podcast and I wanna read a movie novelization. Let's Hell yeah. go. Let's do this.
2: Hey, I'm pretty sure there's a, a movie novelization of the Devil Wears Prada, Tim.
0: Are you sure? Nope, but I'm yeah. gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel that was another one. That was back in that Crichton wheelhouse where there was a book first. There there might have been. I feel I, like I feel there like was. there is a
2: book of the Devil yeah, Wears
0: Prada, I, I, but I, 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 feel like it it doesn't feel like a movie that didn't have a book first
1: this it is not
0: yeah it's, not, it's it, not it is a book yeah okay
2: yeah but not first yes yeah yes first okay yes who knew
1: several people <laughs>
2: <laughs> well why didn't they tell me <laughs>
1: It's probably, like, in the marketing and on the cover of the movie. That's true. In this digital age, though. <laughs> yes, digital. this digital age when the Devil Worst product came out. In 2004 when the Devil Wears Prada came out. In in yeah. Prada came out.
0: <laughs> Cut to the devil sitting oh. in hell, just like, do not. And then back to us. <laughs>
2: I'd like to think he'd say do not while wearing, like, knee-high leather Prada boots that were very fashionable. <laughs> yeah. Just to be contrarian. He's wearing, like, a a, a Givenchy
1: sweater, and he's like, mm, Prada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
2: that low
1: tier. <laughs> he's got, like, a fucking Hermes scarf around his horns. That's style in hell.
0: I know. I don't. and yeah. uh, Not enough people are doing the scarf horns. I agree. Horn scarves? Scarf-, Scarf horns. Scorn. Scar- Scorn. It's just scorns. Scorn. 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 Scorn.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Devil popularized it, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Scorns.
2: One of my favorite weird Tim facts that I think about, like, at least once a week. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited.
2: Is that one time in one of our groups, there was a meme that was like, pick the horns that you'd want to have as a person? <laughs> and Tim, Tim picked these really super, super tall ones that went straight up and they came with like little eyebrow spike horns too. Nice, nice. Like we just explored the idea of you would know everywhere that Tim went because he'd have to go through like trolley tracks in
1: the ceiling with his tall horns. (laughs) That's so good. Oh my God.
2: I think about that like a lot. I did
0: pick the tallest set of horns.
2: They were so tall.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would make little like Horn angels in the ceiling wherever I was.
1: Horn angels? That's how I'm just going to describe myself from now on. It's a just a little angel. horn angel.
0: It's so good. All right. So in this book, there was a gymkhana. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the gymkhana was for the kids. Mm-hmm. The adults did the three-day eventing thing. All right. Now you've told us that you do the three-day eventing thing
2: generally yeah
0: what cuz i've only seen pictures of you jumping over shit with horses
2: mhm that's cuz dressage doesn't go well for us tim
0: <laughs> okay well what it, it, tell me about a tell me about the 3 day event what do you what do you do and what do you do in each day and is there like a regular routine or is it different from place to place or
2: oh yeah okay so i think I've probably told you a little bit about this just when we were talking about Rolex and stuff, but three day eventing is uh, literally you're, you're going over the course of three days for if there's a lot of riders, but day one is you do dressage and you do a specific test And we're going to get back to that because that's the part that I really want to answer because I don't think we've talked about that a ton before. Mm -hmm. Day two is the cross-country jumping where you're going like in fields and stuff. You're jumping through water and over like solid obstacles. It's supposed to kind of feel like you're fox hunting a little bit, but it's actually like a lot more technical, the questions with the jumps. And then day three is when you're stadium jumping, which is where you go back into the arena and it's like a setup course inside of an arena. Um, And so doing all those three phases, that's three-day eventing. Uh, if there's like a huge number of riders, you might have four days where they do two days of dressage just to fit everybody in because that's the longest part of it. But talking about the tests. So, uh, they, they do all ride the same test in the division. So if you're like, uh, you know, beginner novice, you're all riding the same test and the novice has a different test, but all the novice riders are riding the same test all the way up through like one star, two star, three star, blah, blah, blah. And you might have a and B variants, But uh, for the most part, you're riding the same test or you're riding one of two of the same tests. And you have to hit all specific movements in it for your level.
0: (laughs) Wherever you're doing an event, Mm -hmm. you're always doing dressage on day one.
2: Yes, unless it's an unrecognized show or like a schooling show, in which case they may change the schedule. But that's like... If mom and pa down the street are going to put on a show, you might not do dressage day one because yeah, mom you. and pa, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, but there is a sort of a standard routine to it. That was yes. what I was concerned mm-hmm. about. Um, when you do your 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 fox hunting day, your thing mm-hmm. that's supposed to simulate fox hunting, is it the same distance? Is it like universal? You know you run your 26.2 miles or whatever
2: no uh there's all sorts of different distances um and you really you're competing against an optimal time or an optimal window of time so that also changes as you go through so like when you're a starter they'll say okay you're gonna jump these four jumps it might be like a quarter of a mile it might be three quarters of a mile something like that but you're gonna jump these like you know eight jumps or whatever and you're gonna do it within two to five minutes like it could be like I the I'm sure the the numbers I'm saying are absolutely buck wild, but yeah. like it's just as an example.
0: Um, but is the is the distance sort of relatively right or is it is it more than a mile, less than a mile? Is it something you can see the entire track is visible or
2: when you're like starter? It's very short. You can see you can probably stand and see like depending on what venue you're at, because it is out in the open. Right. So you might go behind trees. You might dip down. You might whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you might be going like a quarter of a mile, something mm-hmm. like that. I think the the five-star course is just over a mile, I want to say. Um, and that one you cannot see the whole course. You, get, you pick to. your section and you stand there for a while and watch like, you know, five
0: fences tops. And they have people sort of like to make sure people don't cheat, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, so when you're yeah. in a competition, you have uh, jump judges at every fence. And I have jump judged a lot. That's... Um, Probably the thing I've done the most with eventing, quite honestly. Uh, and your job there is to record everybody going over the fence. So you report like, you know, rider 25 clear fence, whatever. Um, you make sure that if anything was struck or dug up, like if somebody took a really like deep stride before the fence, they dug up the earth, you run in there, you fix it, you kind of like repack it in or sand or whatever. You make sure that the jump has never come in, like isn't in disrepair. They haven't knocked anything off, broken anything. Cause that can be dangerous. Um, and it, if it has a frangible pin, which is basically a pin that holds the solid fence in place, but when the horse knocks it, it drops down. So the horse doesn't have a rotational fall. Um, you record their faults, you prop it back up. And if they have refusals, you call that back too. So like the whole time you have a walkie talkie okay. and you're radioing back telling people like if they cleared it, if they had a refusal, if they had an elimination, all that jazz. If you need somebody, medical assistance on course, you call that in too. So like your job is just kind of babysitting everybody and they have at least two. One person at each fence. Generally, it's a team of two people or
0: more. Okay. Have you ever done anything like this, Jenna? No. Okay. W- did you do any kind of competitions or anything?
1: Um. Yeah, I did like some roping. Okay. But, but not. I mean, it wasn't fancy riding.
0: F- fancy you, you just want to go
1: fast, basically.
0: <laughs> roping pretty fancy riding. Yeah,
1: it is pretty fancy, but
0: it it seems incredibly difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. It's hard to coordinate your body to do all of the things.
0: It does seem, and given my state of already lack of coordination, like the idea of it seems pretty much impossible to me. But. You get in a
1: rhythm, and then you're, you then you just, like, the horse pretty much knows what to do if you have a good horse, and uh, it wasn't trained by me. Um, <laughs> and the horse just knows what to do. Yeah. And then you just kind of fall in your own rhythm, and it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Most of the time it doesn't work out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you have a really good day.
0: I cannot see me having one of those workout days, but maybe after doing it, I might. But like, I don't. Uh, as a guy who has not ever tried it, it seems very daunting. It's
2: I. I would feel it was daunting, like just doing all the and like I the horse riding part, not not the part I'm super concerned about, but like the roping part, the getting everything coordinated, the like mm-hmm. communication with the horse, like yes,
0: yeah, yeah. it's all. Like, if you had to guess, like, if you had to put a number on the percentage chance that you would hear that I strangled myself by <laughs> trying this, I know that number would not be zero.
2: Have you held a roping rope before, Tim? No. I don't think you would strangle yourself with it, because they're pretty stiff. I yeah. I think that's it's giving me a lot of credit. No, it's like, it, the, it doesn't get that I, tight. I, I, like it, it can if you put a lot of force on it. But I don't know if you, with your human hands, could put enough force to like strangle yourself with it because it's like pretty, pretty stiff.
0: Yeah. I could probably strangle myself with a fence.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, I
0: don't, I don't trust your. I bet that's still zero, not zero. My, my probability is I still guess. not zero. Yeah.
2: I mean, I guess it's not zero. I'm just saying, I think it's lower than you think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, coach i'm ready to go now
1: <laughs> listen my pep talks aren't good i'm gonna buy a rope and i'm gonna practice and and then we're gonna not on horseback but we're gonna try it
0: okay i mean oh my god I'm i in.
1: want
2: nothing more than to chase down tim and try to rope him on foot <gasps> that's what we should do
0: literally just <laughs> absolutely rope each other danger of me being strangled
1: by you tim not by me (laughs) we're aiming at your feet it's gonna be fine i'm aiming at center mass (laughs) (laughs) then you're still gonna be fine you might get an arm i feel like that's
0: a hope if we did end up somehow strangling me while we were roping in the backyard it would end up as horse news and so i think that should lead us into Talking about some horse news. What do you think, dig Alex? It.
2: I dig it. I'll tell you about Smid. some horse news. <laughs> that was such a smooth transition, except I have to close the tabs with the sniffer. Oh, no. It's fine. Okay. So I have actually some really fucking cool horse news. Um, so there's this guy in Utah who had this horse whose name was Mongo, which I think I'm pretty sure that's from Blazing Saddles. Am I right?
0: Mongo that- was one of the cats from Heathcliff.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well the horse's name is Mongo, no matter where this man took it from. Uh and he lost this guy lost his horse to a wild herd. Like it just went out in the wild. He was going through a divorce, he had a major brain injury and a car crash, blah, blah, blah. And however it happened, this horse got out and lived with a wild herd in Utah for eight years.
0: Hold on. Was the yeah. brain injury related?
2: It was all happening lizard? at the same time. Yeah. Like the like divorce, he fell the brain off the injury. Horse- no a car crash. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. So he had all this shit going down, and his horse got out. They found his horse after eight years and how, brought it
0: back. How on earth?
2: I think the horse just walked up to somebody and they took it. Like they're like, "Hey, this is a Percheron quarter horse, not a wild Mustang." And he was like up in a campsite, and they're like, "Hey, this horse isn't wild. He's up in my campsite, going through my shit." So they grabbed him and brought him back. And they're like, hey, guess, guess what? We know who owns this horse. Oh,
0: my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yep. He was branded. So they figured out where he went. Wow. Yep. Holy he figured shit. his horse was dead. And then they're like, hey, we found Mongo. Congratulations.
0: That is wild.
2: Right? Isn't that cool?
0: That's like your, your, your teenage horse is just like, dad, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go be free and live with the herd. And you're like, you're making the wrong choice, son. But then he leaves anyway. And then eight years later, he comes back. He's like, I've done it. I'm I'm ready to come home, Dad.
2: I've succeeded, and now I feel I can come back to you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did what I wanted to do.
2: <laughs> now it's
0: time for the next phase of my life.
1: I love that journey for him.
0: Yeah, right?
2: I really want to read this novel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they'll make a movie first. <laughs>
2: Yeah, then we can say the movie was better. <laughs> I was there when the news article dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was there when the news article dropped. You're such a horse hipster. A horse... <laughs> <laughs> horse... A horpster. A horpster.
1: I'm a herpster. I'm a good herpster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. After horse news, you know what time it is.
2: Time to it's, get a watch. It's, it's mm. t- <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Dude, you just had to be, you had to rule the third grade. Oh. Like, I'm serious. Listen, you guys need to bring this energy.
1: Just keep it up. I need it. I need to feed off this energy. Please. It's so good. You guys are like peak Stevie (laughs) and Chad right now.
0: Dude, Chad's jokes were terrible. Oh, yeah, they they were. were so bad. They were. So, I don't even remember them right now.
1: I was about to say, he made jokes because I don't remember.
0: Not real what ones. Hey, uh, bridal? Oh, you yeah. bridled
1: me with this. That's yeah. a
0: thousand
2: percent a joke I would make. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: As soon as he said that, I was like, Alex. That's Alex. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that you actually have made that joke. Probably. Yeah. Most likely on this show at some point. <laughs> and hopefully it was
2: edited out. <laughs>
0: it's going to make the cut this time when you make it, because I'm hey. sure it's coming. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey.
2: Didn't you, didn't you do an unbridled terror joke once? <gasps> yeah,
0: it wasn't. That was a show title. Yeah. Except I called it bridled tar- terror, because I thought it was funnier.
2: That is, that is funnier. Yeah, see? I'm just saying, I don't think you can now diss on Chad's jokes. No,
0: I didn't because he used it in a different definition that nobody's ever heard that used in that definition. I've
2: totally heard it used in that definition. Yeah.
0: Is it annoying or irritating or whatever?
2: No, like you're, I was just about to explain bridled with by saying you're saddled with. <laughs>
0: <And> like, no. <laughs>
2: <and> it's the <laughs> same fucking thing. He did another joke one too. Pedal is something about pedal to
0: the the metal yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. because it attack except it wasn't yeah and then he was like (laughs) it's like a -A tach yeah Yeah. i was like that's terrible that was
2: a stretch but again a joke i might make
1: yeah
0: i mean i will now i kind of i
1: don't know i i think i might i think i might kind of like stevie's brother
0: Mm -mm.
1: got good jokes good taste in movies Okay, uh, there was a there was
2: a time I was living in a world where the Mummy Six was a Brendan Fraser got to live to his full potential. Oh, the Mummy, fully, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd see
1: fucking all of those. Uh huh. I'd watch it now. He pulled out a literal fucking in his hand. Okay, I thought you had a dictionary in your hand. I was like, no. Are you fucking kidding oh, me?
0: No. I thought it was a
2: dictionary <laughs> as well. Okay.
0: okay, nope. I'm gonna read the read the thing. If it's alright with you two, I'll show Chad how to put on a bridle, Stevie interrupted. I bet I'll really bridle at that, Chad joked. Huh? Stevie grunted. Bridle at that. You know, bridle. Like, resent something? Nobody's ever used bridle as resent.
2: Hey, this is interesting. Bridal show one's resentment or anger, especially by throwing up the head and drawing in the chin, is because it comes from horses again, when the bridle is oh. too tight. Tim's bridled with anger. (laughs) I
0: resent (laughs) all of it. (laughs) All right, horse quiz. I'm ready. Horse
1: quiz. Okay. Are you ready? Are you super ready? Are we going to do this? Let's do it. Horse number one is an
0: equestroid. Did she just say equestroid?
1: I think equestroid. Yes,
0: an equestroid. Like like Samus? Did you get it, Tim? That's no. a fucking Metroid joke.
1: Yeah. Or Techno Horse and his best friends with the Marshal. He is the last of his kind, just as the Marshal is the last of his tribe. Brave Star. That's the Marshal. God, what's Brave Star's?
2: Oh, I know this. What is, what is this? What is Brave Star? What is the Marshal?
0: Oh, no. I don't. I don't remember Brave Star's horse's name. I'm so mad right oh, now.
2: Ironhide. No. What if it was, and then Tim had to come to, the, like the hold on. the realization. I answered with a Transformer name.
0: Oh no. Did you? Uh, like that wasn't edited. I just got to Brave Star that fast. I've never gotten to even a topic. That was
2: nuts. That honestly, fast. I know that was very good.
1: What is it?
0: It's an old cartoon. Okay. Old, old cartoon. And I can't remember Brave Star's horse's name.
1: He's a horse who could transform into a quadruped. Or who could transform from a quadruped into a more anthropomorphic biped. And carried a giant carrion-powered blunderbuss that he referred to as Sarah Jane. Yeah, okay. You know who it is and Alex doesn't. We're going to have to go
0: to Google. We already know this. I don't think there's anything that's going to get me there because I don't remember it.
1: Three... Two, one, let's go! 30
0: 30? Yep. Man, no, I did not remember that. That show was from 1987. And yep. it only had one season? Really? <laughs> That's
1: crazy. And a movie, right?
0: Didn't I don't remember. I remember there being it? a movie. There might have been. No, it's. Oh, look, Brave Star the movie. Hey, nice. Yep. Yeah. I want to watch Brave Star the movie.
1: We should. We should
0: watch it. We should. We should absolutely. I would
2: like to. I'm very curious about this.
0: Yeah. I. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to hold up. Oh, it's not. Okay. I don't think anything from 1987 is gonna. No. Yeah. Unless it was like. Actually, you know what? I don't even think the good stuff from 1987 is gonna hang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the not good stuff, but like well-known stuff. Yeah. The stuff you have heard of. I bet it doesn't even hold up.
1: No. All right. Are you ready for horse number two? Yes. This horse was a Mustang quarter horse mix known as the painting horse for his very special ability. Shit.
2: And of course I'm thinking Picasso, but that's the wild herd. Pain horse.
1: Fuck.
0: Andy, I this horse. Andy Warhol. No. I, I'm just going to keep naming painters. Let's have another clue to okay. kind of steer me in a direction.
1: After being tamed by cowboys with the sacking out method, at the age of five, the horse was bought by Renee Chambers, a trained ballerina who succeeded in gaining his trust. Many years later, in 2004, his ability to paint was discovered by chance when he was following his owner painting the corral fence.
0: Mm -mm. I don't think I've ever heard any of this.
1: I have heard this story, but I cannot for the life of me remember the horse's name. Because of his wild temper, the cowboys named him after a certain type of cactus.
0: Prickly pear? No. Yep. Hmm.
2: What other cactuses do I know?
0: Peyote? Isn't that a cactus? <laughs>
2: peyote. Do <laughs> you know that you can get a bird super high on peyote?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do not get birds high on peyote. Do not give your bird mescaline. Do not do it. <laughs>
0: Uh, what other kinds of cactus are there?
1: These ones, <laughs> those
2: ones. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there are those ones. Are you gonna tell the people listening what you just did, Alex? Oh.
1: You're gonna tell them, or I have to? Uh, tell you,
0: them. you have to tell them. <laughs> you, have to t- you have to. You have to. You know what, you, what did. You, just you did. You have <laughs> to
1: talk about it. You have to tell the people.
2: I just put my arms up like a cartoon cactus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. Are there any more clues?
1: Uh, there more are clues? so many, but like, I don't know how to get you there.
0: I know. I don't know any names of cactuses. Oh gosh. Yeah. No. That all right. All right. Okay. That's okay. cool. That's
1: cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I am, I am going to find a way to buy one of these paintings, by the way. It's going to happen. Hell yes. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Set. Go.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. Metro Meteor? Nope.
0: Chol- Chola? Yeah,
1: Chola. Tim.
0: Is that how it's pronounced? I mean, Did I, I think that so. Right? That's how I've okay. always said it. Chola. I wonder where you would get a painting from him.
1: I'm on his website right now. Oh, So okay. there. At <laughs> <It means laughs> the very least, we can get prints, right? Yeah,
2: yeah they have uh, glyce prints. Okay, sorry. I'll stop...
1: Shopping horse paintings. <laughs> are you ready for number three? No. No? Okay. Yeah, no, I am. I'll wait. i wait. We're waiting on Alex.
2: No, we can go. I'm never ready. <laughs> I've never once been ready. All right, number
0: never three. Never ready are the worst batteries. <laughs> oh, you
1: dork. <laughs> number three was technically only a stallion baby for a little while.
0: Was was the baby in there, or did you add that as flair? Did I? Who knows? Uh, I what? don't know. It's
1: weird. That's so odd that I said it like Donkey that. Donkey from Shrek? It is Donkey from Shrek. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: you got it, though, didn't you? Yeah,
2: I enjoyed that one very much.
0: I am amazed... Sometimes, like thirty thirty, where does Jenna pull thirty thirty from? Like
1: uh
2: I I don't know because I've I i do not even know what that means still. I
0: feel like if you're under the age of oh, I don't know, forty two you'd have a hard time remembering that one.
2: I feel like if you're the age 42, you'd still have a hard time remembering that one because I witnessed it in front of my own eyes. You <laughs>
0: know, Bravestar remembers Hey, 30, man, he 30, got Bravestar like immediate. I know. <laughs> but that that Ugh. 30 is a deep cut. Deep horse cut.
1: Oh, no. We've got to put it down.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> it's a deep horse cut.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> we could try to stitch it up.
1: Okay. It's going to make it, you guys. It's going to make it. It's gonna,
2: we're going to nurse this horse back to health.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what horses we don't have to nurse back to health?
1: Mm.
2: Metal horses? Metal
0: horses.
2: Metal horses. Can I tell you about my metal horses, Tim?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, my car's extended warranty, if you don't mind as well. <laughs> I'm here to talk about your car's
2: extended warranty. But first, let me tell you about your horse's extended warranty. We have Moose John McGraw, Big Thick Martingale, and Beta Ray Philly. Those are all of our horses, and we have extended life policies on them. They won't ever expire. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I can offer that. I'm not an insuranceman. Don't ask
0: me these things. I'm a birdman. I'm not an insurance man. <laughs>
2: Oh, you know who's never been sick a day in their lives? That's right, it's Hot Lava SpaghettiOs. Nate's horse, Iron Meriden, from Philip D. Keating. I, he gets he gets metal voice on both. That's how cool Phil is. That's how much I love Phil. <laughs> Philip D. Keating. <laughs> then there's Dale Donuts the Third from Steve. Dimebag from Matt Elman. Silver Flame from Songheart and Ronnie from Scott. I just, I know, listen, I know that it doesn't sound like Ronnie has changed all that much, but I want you to know that I am now doing an impression of Phil doing an impression of me when I say <laughs> Ronnie. Nice. Nice.
0: It's art imitating love it. life imitating art.
2: This is not the greatest name in the world. It is just a
0: tribute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And this brings our podcast to an end, similarly to the way that Sugarfoot ended Mrs. Bell. That's right, a classic. We're going back today. Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's favorite search engine to search for one thing, and that is Horse Girls merch. And if it's not Tim's face on a tank top, then I don't want it. Yeah. Want to take our relationship to the next level? You know you do. Come join our barn. Get your metal horse name read in a metal voice like this. Go to singlethoughtconnection.com. T-H-O-T. That's right. That's where you can find us. You can also go to horsegoals.club. And you know what? We also have a veritable plethora of things to offer you, like content and great episodes about twilight the highest quality thing we've ever done in our whole lives don't at me <laughs> if you want to find us another podcast you can do you like DD? check out the botch podcast and dungeons and draken beams that's right you can find jenna and i there and if you like animals check out animals anonymous if you are be twitched by jenna check out jenna's twitch channel at twitch.tv slash jenna chill with one singular l oh my god i swear if i I listen I'm gonna I'm gonna hire Tom Hiddleston to come here and read to you how you cannot put a second l in Chill, and then none of you will forget it that's right because everybody loves Tom Hiddleston everyone's all it doesn't matter what Alex tells you about two l's no it's all about what Tom Hiddleston has to say to you about two l's you know what his name doesn't have two l's don't fact check that If you, like me, can't get enough of Tim's beautiful voice, he has voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio. And he's also on Late Starters, which is a Pokemon TTRPG podcast, which you should check out. And if you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is. It was created by KCD, who writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read it, Tim. I'm going to read it. T-H-O-T-Y.
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. T-H-O-T-Y. Getting closer. T-H-O-T? That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> that was... I was trying to spell it phonetically.
2: <laughs> so that I could say it Southern? <laughs> yes. T-H-O-T. Yeah. I mean, I'm fuck. getting there. Yeah. Listen, my Southern accent is coming along swimmingly. <laughs>